Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Third Chimpanzee, a fascinating exploration of humanity's evolution by Jared Diamond. In this groundbreaking work, Diamond dissects the journey of Homo sapiens, from our origins, shared with other animals, to becoming a species capable of language, art, and technological innovation. With riveting insights, Diamond elucidates the distinct characteristics that make human beings an enigma among creatures. Jared Diamond, an esteemed scholar and professor of geography and physiology at the University of California, Los Angeles, brings an interdisciplinary perspective to the book. His expertise is showcased through his compelling narrative that has captivated a broad audience, as evident in his best-selling work, Guns, Germs, and Steel. The Third Chimpanzee is an essential read for history and anthropology students, individuals curious about human evolution, and anyone pondering what fundamentally defines us as human. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of our past and the unique traits that shape our existence. The Third Chimpanzee The Evolution and Future of the Human Animal. Introduction Exploring the Roots of Humanity, Our Kinship with Chimpanzees. Imagine traipsing through a dense forest. You're surrounded by towering trees, the chorus of exotic birds, and the occasional rustling that could be anything from a small lizard to a larger mammal seeking its next meal. Among the diverse orchestra of life, you encounter beings that are remarkably similar to us, the chimpanzees. These creatures capture our imagination and somehow feel familiar, akin to looking into a living, breathing mirror of evolution. Chimpanzees are more than just the stars of our movies and the fascination of our zoo visits. They are genetic storehouses brimming with secrets about our ancestry and, potentially, our future as a species. Their DNA is so similar to ours that some scientists even propose they should don the label Homo, an honor previously reserved for human beings. The shared journey of Homo sapiens and their primate cousins is not only a story of the past, but a tale that continues to unfold. As we delve into the history of human development, we uncover layers of complexity we've only begun to understand. The birth of human language, a whisper from the past, Trace the contours of humanity's evolution, and you'll inevitably stumble upon one of our most defining features language, an intricacy of sounds, symbols, and meanings that connects us, builds societies, and often sets us apart from our primate relatives. But how did language emerge in the enigmatic evolutionary labyrinth? It wasn't an overnight epiphany. Instead, it grew from a murmur in the throat of ancient beings, through gestures and calls, evolving alongside our cognitive capacities. Think of the first words as trial and error, primitive attempts at expression that gradually unfolded into the rich tapestry of dialects we know today. Language is the cornerstone of human civilization, a bridge from the primal to the profound. It allowed our ancestors to share ideas, to warn of dangers, and to charm potential mates. And while we may never know what those first utterances were, 
Their echoes resonate in every conversation we have today. The hunter-gatherer paradox, a simpler time for complex beings. Sit back and consider the progress of modern society. The skyscrapers rising from the earth, the planes streaking across the sky, and the endless web of digital connections. Yet some anthropologists suggest that the hunter-gatherer societies of old, which may seem rudimentary to us now, actually offered a more satisfying existence. These nomadic bands lived in harmony with their environment, taking only what they needed and fostering strong social bonds. Their lives, while certainly not easy, were marked by a deep understanding of the rhythms of nature and the communal sharing of resources. It's an intriguing thought experiment to imagine a world where Homo sapiens continued down the path of hunting and gathering, foregoing agriculture and the subsequent rise of civilization. Would we have been happier, healthier, and more at peace? These questions nudge at the outer edges of our comprehension, prompting us to consider the trade-offs of our evolutionary choices. Each revelation about our genetic cousins, our acquisition of language, and our foraging past serves as a reminder of the intricate web we're part of, a timeless dance between biology, environment, and the inexorable march of change. Join me as we continue this exploration, weaving through the intersections of anthropology, genetics, and the very soul of Homo sapiens. Stay tuned for more insights as we unravel the history and mystery embedded in our DNA, the story of the third chimpanzee. Part 1. Our Primate Heritage Surprising Genetic Insights As we gaze upon the beings swinging through the treetops and exhibiting behaviors strikingly similar to our own, it's hard not to wonder how deep our connection with them runs. What if I told you that the bond was deeper than mere mannerisms and surface-level similarities? Groundbreaking scientific research has drawn the curtain back on the kinship between humans and our primate relatives. It turns out that a stroll through our genetic code is akin to walking down a shared path of evolution with our primate kin. Chunk by chunk, gene by gene, scientists have mapped our genetic blueprint against that of orangutans, gorillas, and chimpanzees, revealing a stunning picture. The genetic overlap is awe-inspiring. We share 96.4% of our genetic material with orangutans, 97.7% with gorillas, and an astounding 98.6% with chimpanzees. The sliver of DNA that sets us apart from chimpanzees amounts to a mere 1.4%. Within this minute fraction lies the essence of our uniqueness, the recipe for human attributes like intricate language, artistic creativity, and sophisticated technology. This genetic closeness has led to a paradigm-shifting perspective. Some scientists regard chimpanzees as more than just parallel branches on the tree of life. They see them as members of our very own genus, Homo. Traditional classifications nest us comfortably in separate families. Hominidae for humans and Pongidae for chimpanzees. Yet the school of cladistics sees things in a more familial light, considering genetic distance to cluster species together. This path leads to an alternate taxonomy where chimpanzees and humans are not only cousins, but are placed within the same genus. Imagine a family group that includes homotroglodytes for the common chimpanzee, 
Homo paniscus for the bonobo, and us, Homo sapiens. The implications are remarkable. To illustrate, let's turn to the avian world. Willow warblers and chiffchaffs are nearly identical birds, sharing 97.7% of their DNA. Yet, they still fall further apart on the evolutionary scale than humans do from chimpanzees. When we examine these findings, it's not the sweeping similarities that catch our attention, it's the nuanced differences. Our sparse genetic divergence has fueled the fire of human innovation, giving birth to art, language, and the technological marvels that define modern society. These are the unique brushstrokes that paint the vivid landscape of human culture, distinguishing Homo sapiens in a portrait where genetics and identity intertwine. Part 2. The Dawn of Discourse. How Speech Catapulted Human Evolution. Long before our storied civilizations and technological wonders, the trajectory of human history was set in motion by early evolutionary steps. To unravel the mystery of human evolution, let's take a trek far back in time, back to where our ancestral tale began. Around three million years in the past, the African savanna was home to two early precursors of humanity, Australopithecus robustus, now extinct, and Australopithecus africanus. As the eons passed, Australopithecus africanus paved the evolutionary road to Homo habilis, and in turn, Homo habilis gave rise to Homo erectus. These early humans were distinct not only in their larger brains and bodies, but in their wanderlust, carrying the seeds of humanity from Africa to the distant lands of Asia and Europe. The metamorphosis continued, and about 500,000 years ago, Homo erectus blossomed into Homo sapiens. Yet, something fundamental was missing from this evolutionary puzzle. Physical changes could only bear so much fruit. It was the emergence of language that truly revolutionized our species. The human capacity for speech hinges on a symphony of biological instruments, a finely tuned larynx, a dexterous tongue, and deftly orchestrated muscles. This biological orchestra allows humans to produce a vast array of sounds, the building blocks of language. In stark contrast, our close relatives, the chimps, gorillas, and orangutans, lack this specialized anatomy and thus the gift of gab. It's believed that for the first 460,000 years of their existence, even Homo sapiens couldn't harness the full power of speech. But then, a significant anatomical breakthrough occurred. A subtle alteration transformed our vocal control, granting us the expressive range necessary to articulate language. The lights of human ingenuity flickered to life as this newfound ability propelled us forward. Language flung open the doors to efficient communication, allowing the rapid exchange of complex ideas, images, and instructions. This great leap forward wasn't just a stride, it was a leap into a new realm of possibility. The mastery of language led to the blossoming of art, the genesis of technology, and a surge in social complexity. The question then arises, what did this early human language sound like? As we delve deeper into our evolutionary past, ponder the echoes of ancient voices, and consider how those first words shaped the very fabric of human history. Part 3, Tracing the Echoes of Early Language, Insights from History and Nature 
the intricate tapestry of human language has always set us apart from the resounding calls of the wild. Yet, as we tune into the patterns of animal communication, scientists are discovering that the chasm between human speech and animal sounds might not be as vast as once imagined. The vervet monkey is a small primate native to Africa that has caught the attention of researchers with its complex vocal repertoire. When faced with predators like leopards, eagles, or snakes, vervets don't just panic. They communicate with specific alarms that are distinct for each threat. This kind of complexity extends into their social interactions, where varied grunts serve as signals for what's good to eat and what's not. Such examples intimate that the rudiments of speaking, the ability to associate specific sounds with particular meanings, might not be exclusively human after all. But how did human language itself begin to unfold? To conjure up a possible scenario, we can look to a chapter from history, the dawn of European colonization in the 15th century. The establishment of trading outposts came with a linguistic puzzle. How to conduct business when the parties involved lacked a common mode of communication. The solution materialized in the form of pigeons, hybrid languages that melded elements of the traders' varied mother tongues into a functional, if simplistic, linguistic system. Over time, as these pigeons were passed down, they evolved into creoles, fully-fledged languages marked by richer vocabularies and more intricate grammars. Here's where it gets intriguing. Despite the global spread of pigeons and creoles and their independent origins, they share striking similarities. Their grammars typically follow a subject-verb-object structure, they often employ prepositions, they're not averse to double negatives, and their monosyllabic words usually avoid tonality. These linguistic commonalities suggest a parallel in the development of human language. Perhaps our primordial tongues arose much in the same spontaneous and collective way as creoles. The evolution of language is an odyssey that brings us closer not only to our own beginnings, but to understanding the nature of communication as a universal concept. With the origins of language now contemplated, our journey through human distinction leads us next to the colorful mosaic of human races, the underlying story behind our diverse array of racial characteristics. Part 4. Unraveling the Origins of Human Diversity, the Impact of Evolutionary Forces Observe the mosaic of human faces in any bustling city square and you'll see the remarkable diversity that characterizes our species. Striking variations in height, skin tone, and other physical features define the myriad expressions of human genetics. These differences, known as racial characteristics, have long intrigued scientists, leading to two dominant theories regarding their evolution, natural selection and sexual selection. Natural selection hinges on the premise that certain traits become widespread within a population because they enhance survival. A quintessential example is the robust chests of Andean Indians, a physical adaptation that allows for better oxygen absorption in the high-altitude Andes. However, when it comes to explaining the rich variety within the human palate, natural selection reaches its limits particularly with attributes like skin color. Although darker skin is theorized to be an evolutionary response to high sunlight exposure, 
This reasoning falls short in regions such as Tasmania or the equatorial forests of West Africa, where sunlight is filtered and variable. Similarly, natural selection doesn't quite clear up why differences in hair color, eye color, and the particulars of genitalia exist among various groups. This brings us to Charles Darwin's secondary evolutionary driver, sexual selection. Sexual selection operates on the principle of mate preference. Imagine a female who possesses certain physical attributes that are irresistibly appealing to males. As a consequence, her chances of mating and passing on her genes are heightened. Over time, if these attributes are consistently favored and inherited, they become prevalent within the population. The ripple effect is the traits which may not improve survival per se, but enhance mating success, begin to flourish. Consider variations in hair or eye color or even genital attributes. Sexual selection posits that these traits may persist and spread, not because they confer any survival advantage, but because they are deemed desirable within a specific group's mating context. Thus, the intricate tapestry of human appearances we witness today is likely woven from the intertwined threads of both natural and sexual selection. Through countless generations, these forces have sculpted and honed our physical features, leading to the emergence of distinct racial characteristics that manifest across the globe. Part 5. Rethinking the Agricultural Revolution. A Myth of Progress. For ages, the pages of history have depicted the dawn of agriculture as a monumental leap for civilization, a veritable revolution that freed humanity from the toils of hunting and gathering, enabling the flourishing of arts and technology. Yet, as fresh perspectives emerge, we are beginning to question this long-standing narrative. Contrary to the traditional view, recent findings suggest that hunter-gatherers might have actually enjoyed a more bountiful existence than early agriculturalists. The existing hunter-gatherer societies offer a glimpse into a lifestyle with ample leisure time and minimal toil. Take the Kalahari Bushmen, for instance, who typically devote a mere 12 to 19 hours each week to gathering sustenance, a fraction of what modern workweeks demand. Archaeological digs have dug even deeper, unearthing further evidence to bolster this claim. An examination of skeletal remains from Greece and Turkey, dating back to the Terminal Ice Age, reveals that hunter-gatherers boasted an average height of 172 centimeters. With the advent of farming, a stark decline in average height to 157 centimeters signals a decline in overall health and nutrition as well. So, why did agriculture overtake the seemingly superior lifestyle of hunting and gathering? The answer lies in sheer numbers. Even though it might not have been the healthier choice, agriculture could sustain larger populations. As these farming populations swelled, their numerical advantage allowed them to encroach upon and dominate the more robust but fewer hunter-gatherers. The shift towards agriculture irreversibly changed human societies. The population explosion that followed agriculture's embrace swayed the scales of development, giving agricultural societies numerical superiority. With more individuals to innovate and ponder, these societies accelerated in technological and cultural sophistication, eventually eclipsing their hunter-gatherer counterparts. The critical reassessment of the agricultural revolution 
forces us to challenge our concepts of progress and development. It appears that the bounty of agriculture came with costs that were hidden from traditional historical accounts, reshaping our understanding of human civilization's early strides. Part 6. The Grim Reality of Genocide, a Human Tragedy It's a chilling acknowledgement, but one that must be faced. Genocide, systematic and deliberate extermination of a group, is an act all too human. This dark facet of our history is not the work of fringe psychopaths or an anomaly, but rather a recurring nightmare etched into the annals of our collective past. Many acts of genocide have become mere footnotes in history books if they're mentioned at all. Take the haunting episode on the island of Tasmania. As British settlers arrived in the 1800s, they discovered a native community of around 5,000 individuals. Yet, by 1869, the indigenous population had been decimated, with only three individuals remaining, victims to a brutal wave of violence and abduction. The last century alone has witnessed at least 26 instances of genocide, targeting groups differentiated by race, nationality, ethnicity, religion, or politics. These range from the lesser-known crimes against the Aceh Indians in 1970s Paraguay to the harrowing Armenian genocide of 1915-1917 in Turkey, which claimed the lives of about a million souls. The unsettling truth is that genocide streaks through human history with disturbing regularity, suggesting an inherent potential within us for such catastrophic violence. Regardless of how we perceive its immorality, any one of us could fall into the vortex of genocidal dynamics. Perpetrators often cloak their motives in a shroud of twisted rationalizations. The Hutu extremists in Rwanda, for instance, perpetrated the mass slaughter of over half a million Tutsi in 1994 under the guise of self-defense. Others have invoked the need to propagate the right religion, race or political doctrine as a pretext for mass murder a logic that justified the Indonesian mass killings of purported communists in the mid-1960s. Dehumanization of victims is another vile tactic to legitimatize genocide. The French colonialists in Algeria, for example, likened the local Muslim populace to rats, facilitating their systematic persecution. Confronting the monstrous reality of genocide compels us to ponder our capacity for future repudiation of such acts. While it's uncertain whether humanity can permanently cast aside its genocidal impulses, there remains a glimmer of hope. Perhaps, with conscious effort and vigilance, we can overcome this horrific aspect of our nature and move towards a more compassionate world where the spectre of genocide becomes a relic of our forsaken past. Part 7. Human Beings. A History of Environmental Impact. The image of early humans as noble savages living in an idyllic equilibrium with the environment, is a notion that has been deeply ingrained since the Enlightenment. This archetype suggests that our ancestors respected and protected the natural world around them, unlike the supposedly more corrupted modern societies. However, this romanticized view doesn't quite align with reality. Humanity's ecological footprint is far from a modern phenomenon. Take the curious case of the Maori in New Zealand and the Moa, a species of giant flightless birds. When European settlers landed on the island, they unearthed a mass graveyard, moa bones and eggshells, 
all without a living bird in sight. The evidence pointed to a mystery that long puzzled scientists. The prevailing assumption was to dismiss the Maori as culprits. Surely they would have revered the life around them. Yet over a hundred archaeological digs painted a different picture. Scenes of mass slaughter where mowers were hunted for their meat, eggs and bones. It appeared the Maori, soon after their arrival, had hunted these birds to extinction, leaving behind approximately 100,000 moa skeletons as silent witnesses of their appetite. The moa's fate was not an isolated event. Throughout history, human societies have consistently exploited their environments, occasionally with dire consequences. An example of such exploitation is found amidst the arid expanses of New Mexico, where the remnants of an ancient one's civilization stand desolate. These ancestral builders once thrived among lush woodlands, as evidenced by paleobotanical studies. Yet in their quest for timber and firewood, they stripped the land of its forests and, inadvertently, depleted the underground water reserves essential for their survival. The cascading effects of this deforestation led to drought and the ultimate downfall of their society. These stories serve as stark reminders that past human societies were not always the environmental stewards we might have hoped. Unknowingly, they set in motion ecological catastrophes that resonated through time. Unlike our predecessors, we have the benefit of hindsight and a wealth of knowledge about the potential consequences of unchecked environmental consumption. With this awareness comes the responsibility to make informed choices. If we fail to do so, and our planet suffers irreparable damage, it will be not because of ignorance, but because of a profound collective failure to act wisely when we knew better. It's a lesson from the past that we dare not ignore as we steward our environment for the generations yet to come. Final summary. This book peels back the layers of our species' complex journey, a tapestry woven with the threads of astounding progress and sobering transgressions. Humans stand at a unique crossroads of evolution, marked by an unparalleled ability to shape the world. We possess powerful tools of technology, language, art, and culture, the fruits of our intellectual prowess. Yet, history is stained with the shadows of our darker inclinations, such as the destruction of our environment and the horrific acts of genocide. The essence of the human story is one of duality, where the same hands that can cure diseases and connect continents can also create weapons capable of unfathomable destruction. As we advance, our potential magnifies for both creation and annihilation. The lessons of human nature and history serve as a beacon, guiding us in these contemporary times when the stakes are higher than ever before. In grappling with the marvels and pitfalls of our past, we unlock the wisdom to navigate an uncertain future. If we are to avoid the precipice of downfall, we must channel our collective strengths while vigilantly safeguarding against our weaknesses. The enduring message left by the sweep of human experience is clear. Our future hinges not just on embracing our achievements, but also on responsibly wielding the power we have amassed. Only by blending our innovative spirit with a commitment to ethical stewardship can we hope to sustain the finest legacies of what it means to be human.
Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.